The Law Be With You podcast show, also known as Christian Fandom Geek on YouTube, is now part of the Red 5 network. Red 5 is a network of podcast shows aimed at bringing great quality content, especially Star Wars. And so look forward to some awesome collaborations on the Red 5 network with the Law Be With You podcast show. Um, there is an episode I want to do with you about talking about Scarlett uh, Johansson and her comments that she's made recently. Um, okay. So there's a video by on a, on a guy on YouTube called The Critical Drinker. I don't know if you've come across him, but his videos are really he's funny. Like he's okay. a bit he's a bit brash um, and a bit kind of boyish. Um, you know, kind of like the sort of sort of guy that's kind of like giving banter that like you know quite young guys would like. Um, okay. But he's made a few decent points in what he said about Scarlet. Scarlet's kind of was obviously moaning about her character, the Black Widow, being over sexualized in in the Iron Man. Is it Iron Man two film? Yeah, or three? Yeah, about her character being over sexualized and seen as a plaything and as a sexual object. And uh, he's kind of deconstructed what she said um, quite well, kind of thing. And he's kind of the way he's done it, it's made her it's made her kind of look a little bit like a bit of a hypocrite sort of thing. Um Okay. Which when you, I'll send you the video when you kind of when you when you his, his argument's quite good actually, because it's kind of I think it's kind of a case of you kind of know that she's come to the end of her run at Marvel sort of thing and it's kind of nah it's one of those things like if that was the case, she should have kind of spoke out about it earlier. And like now that okay. she's kind of come to, to the end of her run, it's kind of like she's I'm saying that now it's it's a bit weird really but um and then kind of going into her character who's a kind of femme fatale sort of archetypal character that yeah so that's the role of the black widow type thing so it's kind of it's either one of those things where i think you either kind of you're not comfortable with it and you don't do the role or you kind of accept it's that's part of the character so that that's part of the narrative of the character um, yeah, I get that, but I I would I would preference this that with that 2008 and now are two different things now. Well, where... you've obviously got you've obviously got the influence of the Me Too movement and and a lot of the things that have come out since then. Um, yeah, so, yeah, you have got you you have got like you said, yeah, like a very different social um, but, social norm. There's, different. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things I would say that are in the early Marvel films that wouldn't wash right now. So, so we do so we do need to talk about this then don't we <laughs> yeah but it's true though i mean even even look at how much of an easy target was the whole idea of the 10 the 10 rings in iron man one and making it east making them um um middle eastern and stuff like that that was just an easy thing to do but i don't think if cliched, they were to do that now they would they'll, they'll, they'll do that it's very cliched um, yeah I mean, they obviously had to, the one thing they had to do and throw it in a, actually, you'd know this. I don't know if it was, if the guy's in the comic books, you know, the, the Muslim guy that helps him. Yeah. I don't it, know. It, it, I don't know if he's in the comic books, but obviously. He's Chinese in the comics. Is he Chinese in the comics? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, but there's a, there's a whole lot of things that, now I can understand what that, that, that argument, but you got to also preface that, we there was a different time. Uh, obviously, the roles weren't the way that roles are. I mean, the whole idea of that it was only twenty seventeen that we had a major studio doing a superhero movie with a woman. 
Okay. After... Wonder Woman. We yeah. Of, that's the first Wonder Woman film. Yeah. Which was a yeah. film. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, with that, with that kind of backing, I mean, yes, we did have Electra, we'd had Catwoman, but, you know, there was no backing in that. That was ticking a yeah. box. While, you know, <laughs> we saw, we saw what they did with Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel was an actual concerted effort to actually be more inclusive and bring women into the genre. Um, so, yeah. I, I I get what that is saying, but I would kind of disagree because Scarlett Johansson as um as um what's her name as Black Widow yeah basically that's the that was the only show in town that was the only role the well, no okay so right okay so you know what we can we we this will this will be part this is part of the show now so okay but 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 we will talk about this properly again so if folks listen at home we will talk about this properly now but. This is an interesting little start of the discussion. It'll <laughs> be a part one and a part two. Okay. So what about the fact that, okay, what about the fact that you could have just said, okay, look, just don't play a superhero character. Then if you're uncomfortable about the femme fatale archetype of the Black Widow character, then play, just don't take that role. Like, you know, it, you know be, be congruent, be true to your values and don't go for it. Obviously, she was a younger that, actress. She was, she was younger actress then. She was breaking through into Hollywood then. I think she's had she would still would have had some decent roles before that, but it was obviously Marvel playing Black Widow that's exploded her career to, to, to you know new heights sort of thing. So I kind of get I do get what both okay, be, but be on the other side, of, yeah. But on the other side of that, number one, actors have got to eat, and uh, and uh, as someone who has a who has a family member who is an actor, yeah, to you eat, do. Yeah, yeah, you do. Number one, do, yeah. do do like at that time. Is are women in Hollywood empowered to give up roles like that? I mean, we're Ooh. talking about we're talking about a role like they've yeah. only just they just announced this this week that Marvel aren't doing multi film role um, deals anymore. Now oh, really? you're telling yeah that Kevin Feige said now that it's big enough that you know if a if a actor wants to come back they'll come back, but at that time like you had someone like Samuel L. Jackson. Who, when he signed on, he signed on guaranteed nine nine films. Yeah. Now I don't know exactly how much of a deal that Scarlett Johansson had was to set up for Avengers. Yeah, one. yeah, of course, yeah. So we know for a fact that Scarlett Johansson was not signing up to be a second fiddle to Tony Stark for long. She mm. knew that she was going to be in Avengers, so. Do you pass that up? And that's not about values because at the time, your values don't matter because at the, in 2008 to 2010, a woman in Hollywood trying to be in that kind of, in any kind of action genre was not yeah. happening. Okay. Okay. So, right. Okay. So, <laughs> so like, I, I think yeah. that's a bit of a spurious argument and, you know, well, for her to well, be in a place now where she, where she is somewhat untouchable. Um, yes, of course. Yeah, she's made a name for herself now mm. to a point where she, you know what I mean? She pushes the needle on film projects. I know for a fact, as terrible Ghost in Shelley's and how hurtful I thought that film was, uh, <laughs> after loving the original, <laughs> as, as great as that movie is and as great as that was, yeah. would that film have been made if Scarlett Johansson wasn't starring? That's the kind of power that she has in Hollywood now. 
So she can actually now voice voice what she actually wants to say. And, okay, and yeah. the thing is, is that it's not about being hypocritical. It's then moving, it's moving the needle forward for other women because now we have yeah. someone like Florence Pugh who mm. can be now in the Marvel Universe and it's not, and, and she, I mean, she even comments about it. It's, it's now a character that doesn't have to be around the male gaze. Yeah, okay, okay. So, yeah, I hear what you're saying now. And obviously, with Scarlet, like you say, she has done really well from the, her Marvel run. And I have to say, I, I think she's played Black Widow really well in, in everything that I've seen her in playing that character. Yeah. And, but actually, even in general, I think she's a really good actress anyway. Um, I'm trying to remember what the name was of this film, a non-Marvel film. Her. I don't yeah, know if you've seen it. film. One of my favorite her, films in the last 10 years. Her is such a good film. And yeah. for me, it's criminally underrated as, as, a, as a film. I think it was her and Joaquin Felix, if I'm correct. Yeah. But she, wasn't, she wasn't the originally cast for that film. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, an interesting story. Samantha Morton was originally cast in that so film. Sam- Samantha Morton from Minority Report. That's right. Yes. Isn't it? That's the right yes. one. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's correct. She was the one who was the voice. And they actually completely re-recorded it with Scarlett Johansson. Wow! After after after, after principal photography. That's that is that's that's astonishing. That's actually yeah. astonishing. It's quite interesting that is. Yeah, after you've done yeah, because once you've done principal photography, you you pretty much like you know you've, you you know you've you've gone way into the project then. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a great film. So if folks at home listening to the show, Christine Fandugi, Lord be with you podcast show, go go and rent a copy or stream a copy of her. It is a phenomenal film. I won't. We won't give spoilers away on it. But just to yeah. say, it's it uh, the the, and this is what I love about that film. The arc on it, you wouldn't, you won't predict it. You won't really predict that film. You won't really predict the ending on it. Um, it has a little bit of a sort of. You might have a, you know, think, mm, could this happen? Could that happen? Um, yeah. But it's it's it's, it's I, and I think it's a film that deals with kind of sort of existential crisis of sort of living in a very digital world. Um, yeah. And kind of what you know, and also questioning the questioning, what is it to have a relationship? What is it? What's real? What yeah. you know? What is, what is a, what is a real relationship? And 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 how do you quantify that? And and um, you know, interaction our relationships with 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 you know machine intelligence and computer intelligence is, you know, in the future is that is that credible? Is that you know, if that if that machine or that technology or that software is it if it's intelligent enough, if it has a level of autonomy, could you can it count as a person? So you go into the philosophy yeah. of of what is a person as well. Really interesting. Well, it, it, it goes it goes with the, a similar thing with ex machina. It's it's asking yeah. the same sort of questions. Yeah, yeah, another brilliant film as well. Yeah, but what I what I like about her her feels more. I don't know how to say it, like a fairy tale kind of way. Of it's war. Things. It's warmer, isn't it? It's, well, it's a romantic yeah. film. It's warm. It's yeah. a warm film. In, in... Well, yeah. Well, I think Ex Machina kind of. Oh gosh, Ex Machina. Yeah, it's <laughs> a little bit more thoughtful, I think. So Ex Machina is very cerebral and quite quite dark. Um, yeah. It's quite. Whereas I never got that vibe from, from her. I never got that vibe that that it was a. A dark film at all um, mm. and i think Joaquin phoenix plays a role is, with such warmth um and such sincerity 
that yeah. you really you want him to be you want him to be happy. Yeah, you you, you you're really rooting for him because he's a nice, he's a genuinely nice guy, and you just yeah. think, man, like for him to, you know. Anyway, we won't go too much into because we're going to spoil the <laughs> territory. But guys, listen to watch that film. So okay, back to Scarlet then. And, <laughs> back to Scarlet. <laughs> like okay, so she's made it big. She's pioneering now. Yeah, you know, saying look, and she's look and she's reflecting back on her run with Marvel. Like we're saying, she's like saying like look, you know, and critical like say critical drinkers kind of picked up on like the fact that this idea of kind of why why are you only now sort of going on about these things and not only that but also like say what, what mentioned about the fact that um he now he's also gone on on a, on a more meta level as well he's talked about across hollywood this trend of kind of de-feminizing women characters so i think it's the idea it's the idea that you kind of you are kind of seeing it a little bit with superhero films it's the idea of we don't. They're not. They don't want the the women characters to look elegant or to look ladylike or to look feminine, but more almost more similar to the men or to the male that, roles. That's happened. That's happened forever. Okay, go. All I have to say is Ellen Ripley, Sarah Connor. Like yes, they, those those like that trope has been has been there forever. Like, think of an action movie with a female that hasn't been portrayed in like using like coded masculine tendencies look at um what other film I, I was just thinking about like even in aliens with vasquez like that character, oh she's a brilliant character she's amazing yeah yeah but it, 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 they strip her of her femininity like, yeah it, I, well, this, like, okay okay so let's talk about vasquez quickly vasquez i like really liked her character um i think i, I liked what i what i liked about her character was Obviously, like, because the thing is, she's she's not ugly. She like they haven't put like a very yeah. plain girl. She's a pretty girl, but they've made her look, you know. She's but she's obviously, I think I don't know. Probably in real life, she probably would have been working out. She, I don't know if yeah. she was in MMA or something like that. No, <laughs> but she but she looks like the type of girl that was at MMA. Like she looks like a bit like Gina Carano type of thing. Like sort yeah. of you know she w- can handle herself. But back in the day, and and she obviously she was you know she was the elite female warrior that was, and her role really was that she was as good if not better than the men around her, wasn't it? Yeah. In terms of what, as, as a super soldier, that's what, that's what she was. And yeah. I guess kind of like, so you're, so the examples you said, I like, I like those examples, especially Vasquez. I like that example that you've got. And the, the, the sort of Sarah Connor and the sort of um, Sigourney Weaver as Ripley as well. They're yeah. really good examples of, of women who are, are, are kind of, they're warriors, aren't they? They're sort of, you know. And... Yeah, but there's not, not just warriors. They're coded masculine. Then, yeah, yeah, they they strip the femininity from them. That's why the switch changes in 2017. Where like I, I know what you're saying, but if you look at Captain Marvel and Mar- and, and Wonder Woman as yeah. films, yeah. those do not strip those characters off their femininity. No, they don't. Yeah, no, so that's don't. what that's 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 what that's where the move changes. Can can uh, can Scarlett Johansson really talk to? 10 years before that and and make any comment about it no mm. post 2017 post wonder woman post captain marvel whatever you think about those two films mm. they are characters that are strong and feminine like uh, there was yeah. obviously there there was obviously the comment i can't remember if it was captain marvel or or, or wonder woman i can't remember what james cameron did say that you know 
you don't see the flaws in those women and it doesn't make them women but he's he's one of the most biggest perpetrators of actually using quote-unquote strong women which is essentially just stripping them off their femininity and just coding them with masculine traits yeah and why, why do you think that is why do you think that that, that, that they were doing Be- that because the trope is for an for an action character to to have those traits to, to have those characteristics what wonder uh, what wonder woman which wonder woman has been doing since the early 40s in it is be a woman and yeah, be strong of yeah yeah Ms. marvel carol Dan- carol carol danvers that's that even in her earliest incarnations as Ms. marvel she yeah. that's what she was that's what you see characters like storm you know that these yeah. characters, there are that you know what i mean if you look at it, a small sample size yeah. yes that there that, that the stripping of that is there because as i said it's been going on since you know james cameron and, and uh, with with vasquez or with ripley yeah. and stuff like that i yeah. mean if you look yeah. at i mean even if you look at alien mm. by ridley scott and then aliens look yeah. at the character of ripley Ripley's are two different characters in the, in those in, in those films. Totally true because she's so vulnerable in the first film, and you even I mean yes. even to the degree of you seeing her naked, pretty much ne- pretty much nearly naked and stuff like that. Like yeah. you know, like you know, and and she she's vulnerable in that film. Like she's really like you're thinking about like, how's she going to get out of this situation, and you know, yeah. she in the first film and in the second film, it's like hang on a minute, who's this? Like you know, what I mean, was yeah. She's 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 turned into like Wonder Woman. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, and then, and, then you, and then I know that people hate this, but Alien Three, I still I think it's a really good film. But Alien oh, Three, gosh, she's don't basically go there. Leading, please don't go there. <laughs> uh, Alien Three, I think Alien Three is a very misunderstood film, especially if you watch the assembly cut. And the assembly cut is fantastic, but by the by, like <laughs> she, that's Ripley going into a a, a a male prison and leading everything. Now, yeah. is that the same? Is that the same Ripley that you would have seen in Alien? No, no, no way. But it's it's again, it's a gradual stripping of coded feminine traits. Mm. This is you know what? I did, obviously, well, this is a really great episode. And guys at home listening to the show, um, like I said, this is like really we we did we were just talking about this episode, and it's because and we we had. <laughs> We had so many other things to talk about, but this is becoming the episode right now. So that that sometimes you gotta go with 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 how it is on um on a podcast. So that's that's yeah. that's that's amazing. Okay, <laughs> so um really okay. So you're talking about that. So in 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 reality, then obviously there's a lot of controversy with women characters and and and, and I mean we will talk. This is a this is a, an episode we will talk about and probably next time, which is Ray in Star Wars. I mean, even that it's right there. That's that's a, right there is a, a character who leads the franchise, who is powerful, controls yeah. like is the center of the story, and doesn't actually shed any of her fe- femininity. Yeah, I mean, okay. So what what do you think about? And I've, we kind of brushed on this a little bit in our in our last jedi debate episode which yeah. uh by the way is really doing well i think it's up nearly up to 150 views on youtube All right. um, which is pretty impressive for you know so far for where we're going with the show um yeah. nearly up to 150 views is and it and it's and it's got a lot of 
he's getting positive um, comments on there as well. It's a really phenomenal episode. So guys at home, if you haven't listened to that episode with me and Omar, it turns into a bit of mini debate, but it's a phenomenal episode talking about The Last Jedi. Um, a lot of good arguments either way, really. Yeah. And, and we both enjoyed making that episode, didn't we? It's, yeah, it was my, probably, one. it's probably my favorite episode of, of, the, of the show so far. Really great episode. Um, okay, so Ray, obviously the scavenger girl on 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 Jakku. Um, we see, you know, we we don't know much about her past or her parentage, and she ends up being the central protagonist of the of the whole film. And and then we find out of the whole franchise. And like you're saying, that like she's still you feel that she's still kind of feminine. She got. We, do you think it's fair or do you think it's unfair that she got labelled a, a sort of Mary Sue sort of trope? Do you think that's a bit unfair? I do. I genuinely do. I, do. I personally don't like that uh, term, really, because I think it's yeah. quite a derogative type, type thing, really. Because, yeah. I mean, what is that really saying? 